Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shir number 282. Um, I want to share with you something I um, listened to regarding um, six types of intimacies and describing how all six are very, very important. The one that obviously that most people put in their, you know, front priority is the sexual physical intimacy, but the truth be told is that is only one type of of intimacy, and it's extremely important to practice the five other types, which are ultimately very, very crucial in the relationship. And um, it's worthwhile for every couple to explore together and to feel that connection that these other five intimacies creates between the two of them, creating a bond, um, working with one another on this, and um, what happens is, is the reason why it's so important is because in the beginning of a relationship or when the relationship is going very, very well, there is a special connection with one, one, with one another and there's a warmth and uh, there's a love and there's a spark. And then what happens is stress happens, life happens, kids and work and um, other things and ultimately, they all both get very busy, and then there's less communication with one another. And therefore, there's a stress often on the sexual part of it only, which usually creates tension because one of them feels an urgency with it and being needful and rejected when they feel when they get rejected on it from time to time, while the other one feels used. And there's a tension between the two, creating more arguments until they both give up both on the sexual aspects and certainly they're not interested anymore on the other intimate aspects and everything's sort of put in the side burner and back burner and forgotten. And um, what's very important is, is to practice the other forms of intimacy as well, to really make a commitment as busy as life is to get closer this way. And then the sexual will come into its proper healthy perspective as well. So the first out of the six is experimental intimacy. Experimental intimacy is seems very practical, not romantic, but it is a form of intimacy, which means is that the husband and wife together decide on doing certain things together, whether it's simple as a walk or a hike or even sitting on a bench talking to one another, or it could be something exotic like going on a real big uh, vacation or something very exciting. It's not really what you do that's the main point here. It's that whatever you both decide to do together, you do it without distractions, without the children around, without phones, and it's just the two of you. You do it together. Um, and that is called experimental intimacy, where you both take time to do things together alone without distraction. That is called experimental experimental intimacy, and it's a very, very important part. You may not feel romantic at the time or anything like that, may not, but that idea of the both of you spending time together alone exclusively with one another doing something together is extremely valuable. That is number one. Number two is emotional intimacy. Emotional intimacy, uh, this person who I heard said it, and I agree, it is the main glue of all the intimacies, even beyond sexual intimacy. This is really, really the key. The emotional intimacy of feeling safe, of being vulnerable, 
of not judging each other, of not being judgmental, of being present towards one another, supporting one another in your feelings for one another. Allow each other to express yourselves and listen empathetically. This is the main glue. And this is the main part of intimacy. When this is lacking, everything else is is really, um, there's, there's problems, there's issues. And this is hard for some men and even some women to often do to get themselves emotionally vulnerable and open and to feel safe enough to express to each other their inner world together in the emotional sense. But that's a very, very important form of intimacy that uh, really holds a marriage together, where they both feel that they could talk to each other and express their emotions towards each other without judgment, without, um, you know, um, any type of... Um, negative feelings with one another, but just listening and accepting each other for who they are in the way they feel and the way they think and listen empathetically. The next one, the third one is intellectual. Intellectual is often overlooked. Intellectual intimacy. Intellectual intimacy basically means that you, even if you could be very different from one another, but every two adults definitely has some things in common or even if they don't have it completely in common and they are very different, nevertheless, they could find some common ground to share with each other, whether books they read, whether concepts, ideas, thoughts. Um, they could watch a particular share together or a particular even show, a kosher, healthy, neutral, interesting show about whatever subject matter it is and uh, talk to each other about ideas and concepts it's sometimes it's overlooked because usually when you look at the relationship between a husband and wife, you don't view it as an intellectual exercise. They're not, and we, as we know, a wife is not a harusa. They're not a business partner. So obviously the intellectual uh, is not the main focus of a marriage in most cases, but it is a powerful connection with one another when they share with each other ideas and concepts and thoughts on an intellectual level. It does ultimately bring it closest to one another. And then something like an offshoot of that, which is another form of int intimacy, is a spiritual intimacy, which as us Eden really, really helps a lot when you experience and talk about Shabbos together or daven together, or talk to each other about our, your own Avedis Hashem, or how you do things to, together on a project that's really a project above, to, that you do, let's say, a chasadim together, or other things together on a spiritual plane, on deciding how, when you're bringing the Shechina into your home, and you're inviting the Shechina as a partner, that you feel partners with each other as you're bringing the Shechina down, and the ruchnius of the Teradic environment in your house and how you serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a deep connection between the two of you. That's a spiritual connection. And then there's a fifth one, which is the physical connection. Here physical means not sexual. Physical means sometimes holding hands with each other, a hug, and holding each other, uh, caressing each other, but not in the sexual, that would lead to sexuality, but just that physical warmth means tremendous amount, and it's a very, very healing and very, very healthy for a marriage. And then, of course, the fifth, the sixth thing, which is the one that we started with, really, is a sexual connection. It cannot be neglected either, as we spoke about in prior shiurim, we'll talk about it in future shiurim, um, 
that although the culture does overblow it, you know, they, they, they use sex as the main uh, thing that is like nothing else, like hyper-focus on it. And then sometimes as married couples, we tend to under-focus on it, especially as life, um, as people get older or as life comes with some, you know, challenges and things like that. But the truth is, it is not to be neglected. It is really the medium in which you could feel the most closest with one another. So again, just to review quickly, these six forms of intimacies and skadai to discover and connect with all of these. Number one is experimental intimacy. That experimental intimacy could be done when you're there in the nida period as well, where you do things together, you take walks together, hike together, whatever you do together, that could be done. We're not talking some vacations, maybe, you know, there's Shilas involved and what, what you could do, but there's certain things that even in the Nida period, you could decide to do things together exclusively and in a, in a totally normal, healthy, kosher way, and that brings a bond with to one another. That's experimental intimacy. The next one is emotional. Also could be done in the Tar period, as long as it's done in a healthy way. We express your feelings to one another, intellectual and spiritual, those that we talked about sharing ideas and Torah thoughts and, and, and just general like concepts with one another. It does create a closeness, talking about books you both enjoy, talking about different ideas that you both share, interesting things that you bounce off each other, creates a tremendous connection with one another. Uh, so that's intellectual and as well as spiritual in the Avedis Hashem, and then, of course, in the Torah period, it's very important to have that physical intimacy. The physical holding hands, touching, hugging, and things like that is very, very important, even if it's non-sexual. And sometimes it's important that it's non-sexual. Certain times where you comfort and you know, pat on the back, certain things like that, holding hands and things that don't lead to necessarily to a sexual uh, connection. That is very, very important for many, many couples. They need it, and it's a very, very, um, you know, um, it's a very deep need in, in a person that is really not related necessarily to the sexual experience. And then comes the sexual experience, which we talked about in the past. The most important of all six of them, which really, really is the one that really brings to everything else, is that emotional connection. The emotional connection of feeling safe with one another, like we said, and vulnerable and not judgmental and accepting each other. We all, but like I have flaws, you have flaws, and we could talk about our disagreements. We talked about the past. There's no harm in going through things that you need to iron out with one another. But very, very often, it's just simply important to be able to feel safe, to be able to express your feelings to one another without feeling judged without repercussion, just to express to one another how, how, how one's feeling with full acceptance. And that is really, really the main glue. You do that and really everything else comes in. So it's very important, just listen, listen through this again, review all these different, different connections. There's many, and there's no excuse, by the way, you need to do this during the Nida period too, during times of physical separation, some of these is absolutely necessary. People make a mistake and think that the Aina in the Torah, the Chiyav of Aina, even though technically, from a halachic standpoint, purely, objectively, the Aina Inyan is 
physical, is the sexual union, is the physical relationship, but the MS is, but the MS is, is that the Aina in, in Hashkafa the Ka'inian, really applies to any type of time and connection that a husband and a wife has for each other, and the husband is mechuyiv to give her this Aina, even in the Nida period. How could you give her Aina in the Nida period? By giving her those other connections. Obviously, it can't be the physical connection. Even the non-sexual touch is usser, obviously. The sexual touch is nothing goes without saying. That can't be done either. But the other four connections, the other four connections, the intellectual connection, the spiritual connection, even the emotional connection, or simply experimentally doing things together in a non-sexual way, but as friends, doing things together and experiencing one and one and one connection with one another, that could apply and does apply in the Nida period as well. And that's an extremely important element of Aina as well. Have a wonderful day.